it's all in the family here on Off the Charts. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Off the Charts, a stellar newscast. I'm Whitney Fishburne in Tennessee, and I'm joined from New York by my colleague, co-host, and fellow astrologer, Elizabeth Grace. What's going on, Elizabeth? I'm putting holiday lights up because tis the season. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I cannot well, believe it's December. I know, December 1st. My I know. Goodness. My mother is making a, a guest appearance. That's who it is. Uh, she's handing me a business card with a mower and... Melbourne. Melvin. Melvin the mower. (laughs) Got it. Thank you, mom. Getting back to work now. (laughs) We used to have studios, you know, once upon a time. No, well, this is this is very much like David Letterman. He was the one who broke the ground of destroying the fourth wall. He was the one who started saying, look, this is what goes on behind the scenes. So my mom um just climbed over the fourth wall to let me know that Melvin down the street is who I should contact to deal with the lawn. Oh, me. Tell everybody who we are. We are renegades from corporate media. We report and analyze the cosmic impulses behind the news. We want to show you our fantastic listeners, how corporate media is manipulating you to work against your best interests. We do that by demonstrating how to anticipate the cycles and the trends in the world. So you see that it is not linear, which is what they want you to think. And to learn to detect how the presumption of hierarchy being what is inevitable actually gets in the way of you being with yourself and others. I like to just say it gets in the way of the truth. Mm. Instead, yeah, we bring you news from the ensouled universe where cycles within cycles suggest a greater consciousness is enfolding us. It moves through us and around us. It's a larger intelligence that extends beyond what we'll ever possibly be able to imagine. And most importantly, Elizabeth and I want to encourage you to participate in the unfoldment of what that universe has in store, to learn to trust it, not the status quo. That's who we are. Yeah. All right. Well, this is All an right. abbreviated podcast because, 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 because we have a lot going on. So we're just going to plunge right into it. We're not going to have a department of they this week. And I'm just going to hand it over to you, Elizabeth. Tell us about the planetary weather. So today was really exciting. I've been I've been watching this day, December 1st, with great anticipation because we told you before election day on November 8th that there was going to be this total lunar eclipse. And we told you how eclipses work. So and and how they work is that there was this eclipse in a part of the of the in the zodiac that we call 16 degrees Taurus. Okay, that's what we call it. And the way eclipses work is that point, which we call 16 degrees Taurus, was activated today within the past, within the most 24 hours. And what that means is another planet came around and made a, a dynamic contact with that eclipsed thing we call 16 Taurus. And the planet that did this was Uranus. I call it Uranus because Uranus is icky. And Uranus was at 16 degrees Taurus exactly on that eclipse moon. So what does this mean? It means that 
I was expecting that around this day, we were going to see some accelerated advancements with respect to the actions that happened on election day, okay, when the day in the United States, when we all make this decision, there was going to be some pretty um, interesting political news that had to do with change, a disruption, disruption of the status quo, or the future stepping in and taking charge. And what happened in the last 24 hours, and we talked briefly about, you know, the, the potential for this happening, but it was actually announced yesterday, but Hakeem Jeffries was elected to be the leader of the Democrats in the House. And so to me, this is like, wow, curtain falls, old guard departing, new guard stepping in. And so that was that was amazing. That was great. And another thing that happened on a not not so interesting note in terms of like a curtain falling um, on the Republican side, what happened was What's what's been happening? Well, the big thing was that there was a tweet that was posted on October to October eighth. The, the the Republicans in the House Judiciary Committee of all places posted this three word tweet. It was rather provocative, right before Elon Musk took over Twitter, and the tweet was Kanye, Elon, Trump. That was their tweet from the. <laughs> From the House Judiciary Republicans. That was their statement to the world, you know? And people have been talking about this provocative tweet. But today, with this eclipse activated, all right, that tweet finally came down. And it finally came down because I guess uh, Kanye West, who goes by another name um, these days, um, was yay. Yay. Yay was speaking of his admiration for Nazis and Adolf Hitler. Oh, is that why you sent me the Hitler chart? Because that's, I was why, really- I, that's why I sent you Hitler. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to myself. Why did she send this? <laughs> because he's in the news, even though he's dead. I, yeah, I figured okay. it had something to do and, with that. Why don't you just go there? Tell us and, why. All right. So the reason why I think it's helpful, it's, it's, you know, when you're like, why are we talking about Hitler? He was really bad. Okay. Uh, you know, understatement <laughs> of the century. Uh, but you can, if you. But he just got eclipsed, so. Well, he didn't get to say, he, well, yes, he did. Yeah, his Venus. Yeah, it, yeah, it was so interesting. Yes, his Venus and Mars. So the, the horoscope continues to function, even though you're dead. So we can look at actions in Hitler's life and see, you know, what's likely to happen. And, and, and it helps us understand why, for example, his particular mindset has made this resurgence and also given us an understanding of when this thing may finally go away. And so that's why it's helpful to know astrology. So yes, Hitler's Venus and Mars was eclipsed by this uh, on November 8th, because uh, his Venus and Mars is at this thing we call 16 Taurus, an exact conjunction, okay? And so it's interesting. He's making a disruptive piece of news today because Yi, yay, whatever his name is, um, what has was is talking about him, talking him up, and also... Uh, in Hitler's horoscope, his son is at zero degrees of Taurus, which is going to be supercharged next year, briefly, by transiting Pluto, which empowers and and sort of blows up whatever it comes into touch touch with. And so we just have to understand that this is so we can appreciate that, you know, 
his is one of several, many, many horoscopes that's activated by current planetary patterns. And all right, this is what we're having to process for the next couple of years. And if you can see it that way and you can appreciate there's a potential end point, um, you know, you still fight back, obviously, but perhaps minimize the, the, the angst and the, and the upset and the need for Maalox. <laughs> oh, no, Mal- this is a Maalox free zone. We don't need yeah. Maalox. We are fine. So wait a minute, I'm going to just make sure we close the loop there. So you're saying that um, the reason they pulled the tweet down is because Kanye said something and, and this was all everybody got triggered today by Uranus hitting that spot that eclipse. Yeah. And it directly affected, it it directly affected um, Hitler's Venus, Mars conjunction, his social expression and, and his uh, you know, so there, here, there he is making news and there is something it's, it's like a curtain is, you know, it's like, it's the first time we, well, I don't know if it's the first time, but it was a notable um, retreat. Mm Mm-hmm on the, from the house Republicans on the judiciary committee uh, who were putting out the support for this, these trio of, of Kanye, Elon, and, and um, the former guy, Trump. So because, thank you for clarifying. And because we do want to keep this a Maalox free zone, that's the reason Mm -hmm. why we do this podcast is so people don't need to turn to uh, digestive AIDS. Um, Think of us as your digestive aids. (laughs) I would like to suggest that even though Pluto is going to supercharge Hitler's sun um, at zero degrees of Taurus, if we think about Pluto moving into the fixed sign of Aquarius, it will be happening around the same time that Saturn is moving into Pisces, which is Jupiter rule. Now we've had five ish years of Saturn itself being supercharged in Saturn signs in Aquarius and in Capricorn. That's been heavy. It's been the streamlining. It's been the crumbling. And at the same time, so has Jupiter. Jupiter spent a lot of that time under the thumb of Saturn. And now we have Jupiter in its own home sign of Pisces. It's going to be moving into Aries. It's going to be thinking big. It's going to be pioneering. It's going to be really kicking doors down. And at that same time, Saturn is going to be under Jupiter's thumb now because Saturn is going to be moving into Jupiter's temple of Pisces. So I look at this and I think the crumbling is done. I mean, Saturn is going to move into Pisces and all of the remaining ossification is just going to get washed away by all of that saline water, that cleansing water of Pisces. So I really do think folks, even though Pluto is a little scary moving into a fixed sign and uh, being there for another 20 years, wow, 20 years from now, just imagine with all of the structure of the hierarchy finally crumbled and the the new frontier, we don't know exactly what to say it's going to look like because it's up to us to structure it with Pluto there in Aquarius, that's to me daunting and liberating and exciting all at the same time. And if you need Maalox, it'll just be because uh, the excitement is maybe so much to metabolize, but not because it's so depressing. I just, I think we're, we're starting to feel, if you're a, a person who knows anything about the, the, uh, the Tarot and you know that the 10 of swords looks mighty depressing and scary, you know, all these swords in a man's back, but in the distance is the sun breaking through. Dawn is breaking. And Mars is going to start 
moving away from these seven months of warrior words, all of this hot air and all of this um, piercing kind of um, just stupid things that people are doing with their, their forked tongue and other things that have made life a little bit more um, inflamed since the beginning of last September. So that'll happen around the same time. Mars is going to leave its, um, its, its stay in Gemini at the same time that Saturn is going to be moving into Pisces and we'll really start to feel a little bit of a reprieve mid January, but by the end of March going into April, you're just going to be feeling a lot more hope. You will, mm-hmm. you, will. you absolutely will. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in that and you're going to look back folks. And you're going to say, she said this and I didn't believe her, but I think that the, the landscape itself now, everybody's going to have their own individual chart dramas that they have to face. But mm-hmm. I think that in America, we're not going to feel like, oh my God, look at that crap. What is that from Peppa Pig? <laughs> oh my God, look at her. And, and speaking of Mars and Gemini, the long war of words, the war, the weaponization of words. Um, this week, and we mentioned it the last time, Neptune, the planet of vision and healing and oil and forgiveness and pacifism and delusion. Wait, that sounds funny. Forgiveness, oil. <laughs> well, it is, but that's, but you know, this is, this is the language. Okay. They, they've thrown this all stuff up Neptune. Which one of these and, is not like the other? Which one of these is not, but, but serious, but you know, you're going to, we're going to be, and you know, well, look, what was in the news today as Neptune is about to turn re- retro, turn direct? Which I'll tell you one re- thing that I noticed, the price of gas going way down. The suppression. Yes, Neptune at its Neptune from our perspective on planet Earth. This what and everything that humans have assigned to this body, you know, we, you whether it's a god or a planet, but we've assigned this to this thing we call Neptune, this planet we've assigned it things. Neptune is moving at a virtual standstill from our perspective on earth as it prepares to turn direct on either Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember off the top of my head. And so we anticipate that oil is going to be in the spotlight. And yes, exactly what you said. Oil is, it's being suppressed. The price is coming down. Pretty cool. And the other thing that's really cool is going back to this Mars and Gemini war of words, Miriam Webster's word of the year for 2022 was announced and it is gaslighting. Oh, <laughs> well, only this year? They should have made that in 2016. Uh, l- listen, and if you go back to my forecast in the fall of 2015, you will see a whole thing on gaslighting because that's when I realized that was that was what was happening after the Republican convention. And I wrote about it. So let's unpack that astrologically. That's interesting. First of all, what does it mean, word of the year? Is that a word to be celebrated or a word that they add? Or what does that mean? That's a good question. With my moon in Gemini, superficial Gemini, naturally, I have not bothered to go down and dig to anything else. I just looked at it and I said, okay, Mars is Mars and Gemini retrograde and Neptune. This is gaslighting. This makes perfect sense. I would expect people to be focused right now on this bewildering spin, otherwise known as bullshit or lies. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. So now, and now all of a sudden it's in the collective consciousness that, yeah, people have been lied to left and right and upside. I mean, left and right. Okay. I mean that in all, I mean that in all senses yeah. of the word. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So, but so that was an interesting thing. Um, the other interesting things that are happening that are reflecting planetary patterns is that um, Mars is retrograde this week. It is opposing Mercury and Venus in Sagittarius. So there's a righteous opinionation of social values that's being expressed here. And I think it's pretty cool that one thing that happened was that they got the defense uh, not their defense. They repealed the defense of Marriage Act in the House and in, in the Senate, and passed the respect the for Marriage Act is what they're called. for Marriage Act. And I thought it was a very interesting, um, you know, with the romant the romanticism and, and acceptance of, uh, and and the, the the just like beautiful loving potential of Neptune, the high the higher octave of Venus on a good day. Uh, how how would this be reflected in the news? with Venus and Mars, you know, but the coming together of two parties, which I think is aptly represented by Venus and Mars. And now we have this um, enshrinement, it is enshrined, there's a Neptune word for you, um, that um, states do not have to perform same-sex marriages, but if you travel to a state, yeah. they must respect them. And you cannot be denied, you know, certain federal benefits, et cetera, et cetera, uh, spousal benefits, if you are in that kind of partnership. And so that was a nice reflection of current planetary patterns. Well, I was also thinking going to war for the sake of love. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a nice image. And then we just have silly well, they're not silly. They're actually astonishing. And I just pulled a couple of headlines. So you can see that the headlines themselves, I didn't even read the stories. I don't even care what the stories are, but just the headlines from the BBC. Buddhist temple in Thailand left without any monks yeah. after they all failed drug <laughs> tests. Because they're doing meth. <laughs> right. I but saw that. I cracked up. <laughs> right. But it's basically, if you translate that into astrology, it is Neptune, 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 because monks, drugs, wipe out. Yeah. This is all. All right. And then here's another and not one. Just, wait, wait, wait. And Neptune what? about to station, which always makes the planet weird any planet, but especially Neptune. So like, you know, like that's a weird story. That's a Neptune story, but that's a really weird, Neptune it's a weird story. <laughs> it's, and, and it's like, but, and then the question is, why is this making news now? And astrology, you know, the, there is an astrologic here. Okay. That's why we're here talking to you. So here's another one from the New York times. Okay. This was a, this is what it was. This is what was on Twitter. So it was a little longer than the actual headline. Driven by COVID chaos, online disinformation, and a YouTube guru, two Americans, because Mars is in Gemini and there are two, went looking for solace on a sailboat in the middle of the ocean. Oh, wait, I didn't see that in the New York Times, but I read something about that in a a much smaller newsletter. And I thought, oh, that is such a perfect juke, because it actually, I read it back in April. And I thought, wow, what a perfect Jupiter conjunct Neptune and Pisces moment, which is about when that I read about that. Um, if it's the same couple, they were looking to actually scope out a way of living 
in a creating their own sovereignty on a sailboat. Is this the same couple? I have no idea. Cause again, with my moon in Gemini, did I bother to actually read the article? No, cause it was really long. And so, but I just, <laughs> but I just picked up the headline and I said, this is so cool because I, I'll, I'll, you know, if, if you, if you, oh, but the other, I mean, think about that. I mean, regardless. Okay. So let's just go with the it. couple that I read about. That's a utopian story too, which again is very new. Very Neptunian in Pisces. And yeah, it's just the ideals, the ideal here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the fun thing about looking at astrology in the news. And let me think, I'm going to get this story just on, while you're pulling it. that up. Um, let's just remind folks that we're not going to have a department of they this week because what we want to do is tell you about a special video that we created for patron subscribers. Um, we, of course, we've mentioned this before, Elizabeth and I speak different dialects of astrology and our avid listeners have been asking us for a little bit more details on our specific approaches to reading the charts. So what we did is we drew the name of a patron subscriber and uh, we, with her permission, we recorded a, a, a Gemini, <laughs> a Mars and Gemini reading where I did a reading of the woman's chart using our, or using a whole sign approach. And then Elizabeth did a reading using her modern psychological humanist Placidus house approach. So it's a really cool, we were, I actually, we, we were just impressed with ourselves. <laughs> we were like, look at how we came up with the same kinds of themes and we learned a lot from each other, but we also uh, we were delighted because our uh, our winner uh, gave us such great feedback. She gave us lots of thumbs up and and um, she wrote something to us post reading and I'm post consultation. I'm going to include that some of that, that commentary for folks who are patient subscribers. It's an hour long. You see how we both work, we how we both play off each other. You get an idea of how we read both the um, the basics of the person's chart and what it is that they can anticipate coming in the next year or so. We both gave our read on what she can expect for the future based on things that have gone on recently in the past. So we kind of tied it together contextually. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we hope you will find it worthwhile. And oh my God, oh my God, I have found this article that I didn't read. And I'm just gonna, I, I really don't know. I still, I really don't know what it's about, but I'm going to just read you. So I really don't understand this article, but you all have to read it on the New York Times. I'll, 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 I think I, I think I posted it in the forecast for this week as a gifted article so you can all read it. But this is, this is an excerpt. Okay. You just have to understand. This is reflecting current planetary patterns, right? Okay. So uh, Mr. So-and-so had found Mr. Mellow and watched his YouTube channel where he preaches not so much an atypical theology, but a sprawling word cloud. He jumps from lambasting Christianity to evangelizing about the proper way to walk with Jesus. I mean, this is just, I'm just, this, just the fact that this reeking is of what, Neptune. reeking of Neptune, as their conviction grew into fervor, they decided that the situation called for, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, in Neptune, but also in the aftermath of the Mars square to Neptune, mm -hmm. because when you have Mars, mm -hmm. the energy of action and desire mm -hmm. in a challenging relationship with Neptune, 
which we just had, the zealot, the fanatic. And so here we have the New York Times, which poo-poos astrology at every opportunity, and yet once again, being a reliable and predictable reflection (laughs) of the astrologic of everything. So there. That's cool. Here, tell us about the fan mail. Why we've got fan mail because I, because for people who support my other forecast, I send them dancing turkeys every year. Uh, so, <laughs> it's true. You do. I get I, one. <laughs> if you support my forecast, you get a day and you get a turkey and you get a turkey and you get a turkey and it's doing the can can and everybody, they all get one. And it's really cool because some people actually write back, not everybody, but, but people do. And it's really, fun. So, so I got a lot of fan mail. And um, one thing that was fun was we want to say a um, good day, Karen. Oh, off the charts is apparently being uh, listened to down under in Australia. So we are saying we we have several listeners in Australia. We have several. Okay. So this is the first, well, this is so cool. So maybe they're all Karen. Maybe they're all friends of Karen. We don't know. (laughs) They're all all sitting in a, in a, in a pub somewhere listening with their, I don't know. But anyway, so we are thrilled uh, to hear that uh, Australia is listening. So, so good day, good day. And then our patron subscriber, Jerry wrote and said, I'm grateful for your wisdom, enthusiasm, and lovely podcast voices over these long months. Thank you for the reassurances and wise, fiery outlook. I always find myself saying, look up, thanks to you. Well, thank you, Jerry. That's very, very kind of you to let us know that. And that's really meaningful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So thank you. And we always like hearing these things. So if you have something you want us to know, or you want to drop us a line, um, you can do so in the comment section of the podcast, which you can find pretty much at any podcast platform, but also our show page is at ensold, E-N-S-O-U-L-E-D, ensold.substack.com. You can also find uh, Elizabeth's forecast on which this podcast is based by going to graceastrology.com. So that is our abbreviated uh, off the charts episode 21 and uh, anything else that we briefly uh, next week, since you guys will be getting this on a Friday, uh, just to tell you briefly about next, next week, um, we will next week will be driven by Mercury and Venus, both in Sagittarius, where they are pushing boundaries with righteous enthusiasm, and they will both be making a challenging aspect to Jupiter. So the energy of expansion in social expression and generosity, and I think we're probably going to see some big news, I mean, with this World Cup thing that's going on, big news in sports and publishing and court opinions. And the other thing we have that will be a little more provocative is the sun, in Sagittarius will be opposed by Mars retrograde. And if you look up and if you have a telescope, Mars right now, because it's opposing the sun is close to earth right now. Mm-hmm. So there's amazing images that you can find online of people looking at Mars through their telescope. It's, it's close, but um, Mars opposing. The it's sun- in the east. If you're in the Northern hemisphere folks, by the way, it's in the east. I can see it out the window right after dark. It's very low on the horizon. Yeah. Anyway, that could be a little provocative. So maybe it has something to do with the rail strike. Well, Although we did say that was going to come back and it did. And it seems to be resolved for now, which is great. So I hope so. I hope it stays resolved. Also, this is going to be a really powerful full moon. It's going to be conjunct Mars, right? It's going to be. 
Sagittarius and Gemini. Yeah. Mars is implicated in this. And um, yeah, 16 degrees Gemini um, full moon at 16 degrees of Gemini Mars moon will be applying to Mars. So yeah, will sparks fly afterwards. Oh, wow. No, it is. No, it's a partile conjunction. You're right. Yes. Partile. It is an exact conjunction moon conjunct mars so that come basically back to your mic come back to your mic oh coming back so basically it basically you know what we're going to get a sneak peek of the horoscope we told you about last time for the 118th congress yeah because for the horoscope for the 118th congress we have um the moon in gemini applying to mars and gemini and this is exactly what we have in this full moon so That'll be well, fun. Which, because it's a full moon, it will mean, you know, it's not as dramatic as a curtain falling like in an eclipse, but it's a full moon. So there is this sort of birthing of something. It's done. The fullness is about to deflate. So the release. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Illumination. It's, it's, and it's coming at the end of the year. It's very significant. And I think it says a lot. And, you know, in Sagittarius and Gemini, communicating your hopes about, what has been and what's to come, right? Because Sagittarius is your optimism and you're looking forward and big faith and Gemini is what you have to say about it. Now, being with the full moon, uh, supercharging Mars, we may find, you know, finally a blowout, you know, if two people or two sides or two factions have been waiting to duke something out, you know, it's possible we'll see the resolution that they've been seeking or that has been, um, just inevitable. Okay. So this is a quick, quick, quick read here. Uh, the Mars and moon will be in harmony trying to this high functioning Saturn. So that's helpful. Okay. So there's an ability and we've been seeing this throughout much of this Mars retrograde where things can get done because the energy of action is in harmony with the energy of structure represented by Saturn. So, um, the same so rail strike could actually get squared away once and for all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Sabian symbol, we, we look at, well, what does, what does this full moon at, at 16 Gemini and we rerounded up to 17. What does that mean? What does that symbolize in one aspect of astrology? And it's very interesting because it echoes exactly what you just said. I'm not going to read the symbol. I'm just going to say a few notes from my wonderful Blaine Bovey book. Blaine Bovey wrote a book. And you, called- I don't use um, Sabian symbols. So this will be a surprise to me. And if it sinks okay. up. It All really- right. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. See the, the two languages and you were spot on and you didn't even know that you didn't have this tool, but you still can get the answer. All right. Apply this degree pair with a mind for positive disintegration. Oh, wow. Just what you said. Dissolving Mm -hmm. into a higher awareness that benefits both oneself and others and not so positive disintegration, Mm -hmm. such as sacrificial deterioration of a healthy condition for the sake of an idea. I mean, these are both mental signs. Gemini is mental. So is, uh, so is Saturn and Aquarius. Um, So that's, that's, that's one aspect of this. And I'll write more about this next week when, when we actually have the full moon on a day that will live in infamy, December 7th. Yeah. Into the eighth, actually, it depends on where you are, but I'm depends on where you are. Yeah. 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 Happy December. Enjoy hanging things on your palm tree. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen, I will post a picture. We can include it in the show notes of my of my my holiday palm tree. Yeah. Yeah, we'll send yeah. it out. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you so much. Again, it's graceastrology.com if you want to see the forecast. And if you, you know, if you also are interested in having a reading or having a consultation with Elizabeth, and you can find me at ensoldastrology.com. Until the next time, look up, folks. Look up, look up. <laughs>